0: Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still.
1: Hello, Music City. Here we go again. Nashville Restaurant Radio. This is your host, Brandon Still. Happy to be here with you today. Wanted to give you a quick update as to what's happening in the world of food trucks. So I brought in Landon Lyon, and uh, this is a quick 15-minute interview. Hope you enjoy. Landon, you're the president of the Nashville Food Truck Association and you own six food trucks.
0: Uh, yes, I've got uh, four cone kind of ice trucks, which is Ice, I've got Doxy's Pizza, and then our newest is uh, one spectacular food truck, all things potato.
1: Nice. How are you doing today, man?
0: Oh, uh, pretty good. It's a very hectic times. Very unique situation in the food truck world now.
1: I can imagine that. So, as president of the Nashville Food Truck Association, what are you What are you guys doing right now?
0: Well, uh, we're scrambling. Uh, we've gone through all these events have canceled, and uh, we've kind of uh, resituated things. And now we are focusing on neighborhoods. So we're, we're taking food trucks to the neighborhoods so people can observe social distancing, stay in their their areas. We're uh, putting trucks, you know, HOA at, at the clubhouses or whatever, some central location in the neighborhood doing the online ordering and payments. So we're doing contactless service and uh, they get text when the order's ready. They come out to the truck, we send them their boxed and bagged food and they go on their way.
1: Wow, so that sounds incredibly um, safe and efficient. So we've all had to pivot here. So when you first decided that, hey, let's, let's pivot, and since we have all these um, events that have been canceled, What did you have to do? Who came up with the idea that we've got to do text messages? We don't want to touch payment. How hard was it to get all that set
0: up? It wasn't difficult. I'm not a a web designer or app designer, but there there have been apps in place that we've used for online ordering. Uh, So basically, we just stopped taking cash. And it's actually, I've I've enjoyed it actually because it kind of speeds up the system of the process. Yeah. So... uh, While the events canceled, everybody panicked. Uh, I called an emergency meeting with uh, the association members, and then we opened it up to other food trucks in the area that, ones that weren't in the association. And we just met to brainstorm some ideas. I've been uh, doing neighborhoods, like setting up events sporadically just to fill in the calendar for the last few years. So I shared with everyone my experience on that. And we've had neighborhoods that have booked trucks, so no, no one, Invented the idea of putting trucks in neighborhoods, but it's just kind of as we talked about it and shared experiences, decided that was probably going to be the best way to go. And even when we had that meeting, it pointed out, you know, everything was changing on a daily basis, and an hourly basis almost. There's always some new official on TV telling us how things were changing. So, but as of right now, you know, even with this safer at home initiative or order. Essential services are food services, considered essential services, food trucks, or if it's the the model of carryout, we started using the hashtag, we are carryout, so food trucks aren't dine-in, so we've always had the experience in takeout and delivery, so this is actually something that we unknowingly were building towards the whole time.
1: I was going to say, I think this is almost fortuitous for you, that all of the people that would typically be dining in now really kind of need your service. How many food trucks are there in Nashville? Just total... Uh, The
0: association, we have roughly 75 members. There are probably another 40 or 50. Maybe not quite that many. They're running around that aren't members. You know, as you expand outside of Nashville and you take in the mid-state region um, and there's no telling...
1: So there's probably hundred and twenty five different food trucks running around. What is gotta be. So you've worked I assume you've worked inside a brick and mortar before. I have. Right. I don't so like it. you know. <laughs> you get married to the building.
0: That's the thing I love about food trucks, if I don't want to work I don't schedule the truck. But if you have a restaurant, you gotta be open. So that's what kinda led me this way.
1: Well, I was gonna ask you that. So the kind of the dynamic of the food truck chef owner, how is that different? Like because you deal with those people all the time, and I'm sure you've dealt with plenty of chefs who are the brick and mortar type chefs. Are these brick and mortar type chefs who have the same um, perspective as you that they just want to be able to work when they want to work and don't want to be married to a building, or is it a different style of entrepreneur?
0: Uh, I'm not dealt with restaurant chefs as much as I know a lot of people who were restaurant chefs that now have food trucks, and they seem they're used to the long hours. They they're the ones that they're I see their calendar, and they're they're doing lunch, they're doing dinner, and it looks like they're trying to throw a breakfast in there. They definitely, uh, they come in with, looks like they're doing 18-hour days.
1: It's a grind. It's a hustle. You're out there just going crazy.
0: Yeah, you've got everything you have to do in your own kitchen, like your commercial kitchen or commissary, then you duplicate that on the truck, and it's, you you have to clean the truck, clean the kitchen, load the truck, unload it. It's a lot of things, a lot of double the effort. They have to drive, deal with traffic to get to an event, and it's uh, it's not as easy as they make it look on TV and, and the whole all the food truck shows that just show a truck pulling up and pulling over and then there's a hundred people in line. Yeah, that but that's doesn't... Hollywood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to I want to jump into real quick the commissary aspect of it. You got to think if you want to buy food, Restaurant Depot is now closed. I know mm-hmm. a lot of food truck people go to Restaurant Depot. Yes. Uh, If you want to get a delivery from a broadline person, it's hard. You can't just deliver it to a truck. You have to have a place for to set up an account for them to go deliver it to. How do these commissaries work?
0: There's a lot of uh, a lot. There's a few commercial kitchen commissaries set up, and people. uh, I have. I'm fortunate that I I rent an old former restaurant turned it into my commissary, so I don't have to deal with some of the problems that other trucks deal with. But from what I understand. In my limited experience with the commercial compensaries its just everything is just a la carte. You know, you're paying several hundred dollars to park. You rent the kitchen by the hour. You rent you know, your little cage to put your dry goods in. You re- you rent refrigerator space. There's, they just yeah, you know, it easily costs six to eight hundred dollars a month to have a truck at a commercial kitchen, from what my colleagues tell me.
1: So for those listeners out there that are kind of, that are following, I think just to kind of put it a little different terms, there's a big building. It's got 20 docks on it and trucks can go park at those docks. And right at the dock, there's a cage where you can keep kind of dry goods, some of your supplies, if you have to-go boxes, plateware, cutlery, whatever it might be. And then there's a bigger walk-in cooler that you can have your own cooler there on the dock or you can rent a space in the walking cooler. Then they have like five makeshift, well, they're not makeshift, they're actual kitchens that you can rent by the hour to go in and prep your food. So you can schedule from six to eight o'clock in the morning, but it may cost you $200 for that time slot. And you have to go in, prep all of your food, put it all together and then clean the entire kitchen to be out of there for somebody else to be in the kitchen by nine o'clock and start their prep, right? Right, and
0: then, I'm sure they're prompt, just like everything else. I'm sure they're peak times. Everybody wants you know, to have it, so you're trying to fight scheduling. and yeah, it's, it's a big mess. It's, uh, I'm very glad to have my own. I don't I don't have to share with anybody, so, and I don't have to work around anybody, so it makes it a lot, a lot easier on us.
1: So I wanted the people out there to understand that it's not like Hollywood. It's not just a, hey, we're going to turn the key on. We're going to drive to a cool park somewhere and just serve food for the next couple hours. There's a ton of prep work. There's a ton of setting this stuff up where you're going to get your food delivery, reaching minimums. Then if Restaurant Depot was open, you'd be able to just go there, get your product, and leave. It definitely presents some logistical issues right now. Absolutely.
0: And with, you know, with Restaurant Depot being out, I think that Cisco was, I think they're back in operation, but they were right there by John Futane Airport in West Nashville. Tornado went through there. I know they were out for at least a couple weeks. I'm assuming they're back online now. But
1: from what I understand, Cisco is still offline with okay. their. They've um, strategically aligned with some of their other um, opcos, or DCs. Um, I think they're working with Louisville, Memphis, right. Central yeah. Alabama. Um, they're just kind of everybody. They're kind of pulling together as a team and. I know a couple guys over at Cisco, and it's it's definitely been a challenge for them, but they are all hustling super hard. Uh, this is just a tough time for everybody.
0: It's strange looking back, because at the time, we would have thought the tornado was a knockout punch, and it was just kind of the jab, and then coronavirus over the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been brutal for, for everyone.
1: So let's talk about safety real quick. Um, sure. When you're in a food truck, one of the things I've seen a million times on social media right now is everybody's posting, we're washing our hands every 15 minutes. We've sanitized this area. What are some things that the people in the food trucks that are running food trucks right now are doing to ensure that their food is safe, that they're serving the general public?
0: Everyone is doing every, you know, things we've done all along. Uh, I think a lot of these posts I think it's mainly to make people feel better, but like God help us if we weren't already doing these things. <laughs> yeah. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, change your gloves frequently, bleach and wipes, all that. Uh, so it should be the same as we've been doing a little extra cleaning. If this is new practice, then we've got bigger problems.
1: Which is a shared sentiment, I think, and one of the points of the podcast is to get people who are restaurant workers who understand that dynamic of washing your hands all the right. time, just always having dry, cracked hands is a thing. You can tell somebody who works in the hospitality industry by their hands. But also, I want to reassure the general public that if they're listening or they find this podcast and they go, "Oh, we have a pod- we have a, a food truck in our neighborhood," what are, I wonder what they're doing to ensure safety. I just want to reassure everybody that yes, everybody's doing the things that they need to do. All right, food
0: trucks in particular are hypersensitive. To the the cleanliness issue, because for years they were known as like roach coaches, and you know people called the hot dog carts, you know, dirty dogs, and all that stuff. So you know, food trucks came, you know, have evolved from a, a time and in, in uh, our lives that they were looked down upon. They haven't always been considered cool or a, a you know a hip thing to do or a fun thing to do. It was they used to be known as roach coaches. So food truck owners are very sensitive and hypersensitive to the cleanliness issue and go above and beyond
1: the measures just because of the history all right good stuff that's um something i feel like i knew but i wanted to to get it out there for everybody else to hear so let's grab a little more information about your particular uh truck the website is onespud.com
0: right the number one and then spud.com so
1: how do i get the number one spudtacular food truck to my neighborhood
0: uh, you can, uh, if you go to onespud.com, there's a book, uh, book the truck, there's contact forms, you can just fill that out, that comes to me, and just give, you know, fill out as much information as possible, I'll contact you, and we'll do our best to set it up, and if it's, if you want trucks in your neighborhood regularly, as much as I'd love onespud to be there every day, you might want a little variety, and I can help you set up, rotate other trucks through, I've got lots of friends with trucks we're all working together to bring trucks to the neighborhood so just uh contact me there or you can email me at info at com. that's a little side thing i do as far as booking events i've been doing that for years but.
1: so info at bookfoodtrucks.com yes excellent um Anything you want to say, man? Anything you got out there? I just wanted to get a quick food truck update. Anything else that you want to communicate to the, the restaurant world?
0: Hey, we're all in this together. I'm, I'm glad to see that so many restaurants are able to adapt with the, uh, the Go model and the delivery model. I think it's going to be big for uh, the third-party delivery companies. I don't know. Uh, that's a little tougher for food trucks on the margins. and I, I'm not sure how restaurants always do it. Uh, we're all in it together. We're just trying to feed people, keep people, uh, give them a little sense of normalcy. And I think whoever survives this chasm of however wide it is, I think we're all going to come out on the other side better.
1: I think so too. Um, little known thing about you too, I'm going to give you another plug. You probably don't want Uh-oh. it. <laughs> so Where's this going? <laughs> what, what part of town do you live in?
0: <laughs> I live uh, just west of Nashville, Around the Bellevue area, just, I'm actually in GM County. Just across
1: this, the uh, the line. Okay, so we're but I'm a, I'm a Bellevue in as well. Yes. And uh, you do something that's similar to a podcast, right? I do. Little <laughs> <old laughs> Facebook love. Do you have a uh, alter ego of some kind?
0: An alter ego. Wow. Going deep. Uh, some people call me the beef. Ooh. Beefy. Yeah. Beefy, yeah.
1: So some a, people call we you we the beef. <laughs> yeah,
0: we have a Facebook group called Bellevue Beef and Beyond. And it was just, to start off, just kind of beefing about stuff, griping, just kind of lighthearted complaints. is just silly. Anyway, so we started doing a show. We do that sometimes. It's basically like you're sitting at a bar and there's that kind of obnoxious high top in the corner, drinking a little too much on two-for-ones and getting rowdy. That's us. And my friend Squeezy. It's Beef and Squeezy. The Beef Castle, Beef and Squeezy. So uh, we sit there, have a couple of drinks, and then uh, some people watch it on Facebook. Kind of like they're the next table over in the bar.
1: So I do want to plug that because I've watched it. I've communicated with you on it. And I think it's <laughs> so it's so fun because I live in the, the community, which is kind of some of my idea for the podcast, but for the city of Nashville in our restaurant right. community, just a way for us to servers sitting at a bar talking about what happened in their their day what can we be the voice for the entire city restaurant community to come here and listen but i love what you do for our little corner of nashville and i like to represent when i have people on the show and want to represent what part of town they're from because i want people to know that hey uh landon lives in west nashville he lives in the bellevue area and that's where the kona ice trucks are which i know everybody loves the kona ice trucks when it gets a little bit warmer Yeah, it looks
0: like uh, it's getting warm now. I'm not sure when this will air, but in the next few days, it's hockey uh, weather showing. It's going to be pretty hot. So that website over to another server, so I think the the website is actually down, but the email still works.
1: So so if you want to book a Kona Ice truck in the next couple of days to come by um, your neighborhood, yeah, that's KonaIce.com. KonaIce.com.
0: Kona-Ice.com. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for taking a few minutes with me today, and. Um, I hope that everything works out really well for you, and just thanks for spending a little time with Nashville Restaurant Radio. Well, thank you, sir. Good talking to you, Brian. All right, buddy. So there it is, Landon Lyon. Thanks for stopping by Nashville Restaurant Radio today. Just as a disclaimer, you know, you get these food trucks coming out to your neighborhoods, which is a super idea um, just to help support your local business owners, as well as bringing hot, fresh, chef-made food directly to your neighborhood. This isn't reason to have a social gathering this is not something that you want to have food trucks come to your neighborhood and everybody gather around the food truck to get food you can place the orders online you pay for the orders online they will text you when your order's ready you come out one by one and you get them these are crazy times we live in people Uh, but it is a really neat ingenuitive way to get food out to you i hope you enjoyed that conversation please leave comments uh underneath on the actual podcast app, you can look and see all of Landon's food trucks and how to contact him to do whatever you need. If you own a food truck and you want to join the association, I'm sure he can help you do that as well. Thanks for listening today, guys. Stay safe out there. Love ya. Bye.